Welcome to the CL Fireside Chats, my final broadcast as I lie here, paralyzed from the waist down. All I want is to bestow my wisdom upon you, youngins. tap. Hey everybody! Hi! It's Tap. The Artist Pack Episode 3. Guess what? It's your boy Chris. And it's Joe. Welcome back everybody. So, I hope you guys learned a little bit from our tech talks. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I particularly enjoyed that episode because I love technology and it's, it's a lot of fun and technology is a huge part of all of our lives. Again, like I said, we could all very well stray away from technology. It'd probably be a lot easier for the world. But you know what? What is science, bitch? This is in episode two. We're not talking about this. I know. Hey, guys, we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff today. And we got a lot of cool things uh, lined up for you guys. But before we start, got to do our shameless plug. Anchor, you guys are awesome. It's a free podcast <laughs> recording system. Have you guys ever wanted to start a podcast and yet don't know how to get your name out there? Use Anchor. Literally, you record right on the app, and then you edit it a little bit and publish it right whenever you want to. It is really simple and really easy. It's so easy. Airdrop the file, put it on Anchor, you're good. Hey, that's not nice. I have a, I have a PC. That sucks. <laughs> welcome, back, welcome back to the 20th welcome century. Welcome to 2019, mark. where nobody uses PCs. Exactly. Sucks to suck. Use a MacBook. Anyways. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but... But and if you ask them, awesome. if you ask them, they will get you on these other platforms. Again, we are live streaming on Spotify. We are live streaming on Spotify, which is really awesome. Well, very, very close. We're live on Spotify. As That's soon what matters. As you, I mean, when you get accepted with Anchor into Spotify, it takes... I'm, I'm in contact with Chris as soon as he posts it because I put... Char- uh, well, we put Chris in charge of... Oh, voice crack. We put Chris in charge of posting the video to Anchor and... I'm always on top of, he texts me at 2.35, I'm like, okay, when is it going to be live everywhere else? And then four or five minutes later. There we go. We're on up on Spotify. Yeah. So, one, check us out on Spotify as well, and send us uh, questions that you might want answered at theartistpack at gmail.com. Or Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know the deal. Questions there. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. But also, please download and subscribe and love Anchor if you want to make your own podcast. Great system, free and easy to use. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so here is what we got going on today for you all. As you guys know, we have volunteered our services to a show that's taking place during the Civil War. And it's it's an incredible, incredible show. Um, So immersive and completely unlike anything um, that I've seen before, and I'm sure a lot of other people have seen before. So in honor of... Sarah and B, and they're opening. Hooray! Um, <laughs> we're gonna do something called the Egg Lincoln Challenge. Pretty much, what's going to happen is we are going to quiz each other on our knowledge of the Civil War. Oh boy, have we done our research? Are we good actors? I'll bet you I've done more research than you have. Hey. Anyways. What? Untrue. People really? Sarah and B, if you're listening. Absolutely untrue. I've done plenty of research, and you'll see. We'll see who wins. You're a liar. There's a little bit more of a punishment to the one who uh, does not know as much as the other. We're going to ask each other three specific questions. There are going to be six questions total. Three from Chris, three from me. 
If we get them wrong, that's a point against us. The person who has the most amount of points against them gets an egg cracked on their head. Hashtag, if one like equals another egg on the head. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to live stream this. We're going to live stream this on Facebook and Instagram um, right before this post. Um, so if you guys are listening to this and you want to, don't go yet. Don't go yet. Don't go to Facebook or Instagram yet. You, get, you can watch it. You'll hear it. But... Wait to find out who wins right now, Yeah, because you're going to know. If you guys are friends with us on Facebook or like our page on Facebook, The Artist's Pack on Facebook, then we'll be, on, we'll be streaming on that, and you'll be able to see one of us get our egg, an egg to the head. Mm-hmm. Call us Dr. We Egghead. We might even need two, or three. Maybe three. Or depending 11. Depending on his knowledge of the Civil War. Or his. Uh, excuse me. Excuse you? You're, you're excused. You're excused. I excuse you. Question one, Christopher <laughs> Lang. I'm going to go first. You're being a little butthole. <laughs> so this is what's going to happen. For, I, I'm, I've specifically chosen questions that are, you know, like, uh, fam, not family feud, but um, Jeopardy. Not Jeopardy. What is it? Probably Jeopardy. The four answers? No, the... Uh, the Tower of Money, each question gets a little more, uh, a little harder oh. and you get a little more uh, oh. money. I forget what the game show is called. But essentially, it's going to be four answers, one question for Mr. Lang right here. Question one, what is the ratio between the people in the South that were people and the people that were slaves? Okay. Interesting. So people that live in the South compared right. to the people out of total that were slaves. So you got... 10 million out of 3 million, 9 million out of 4 million, 8 million out of 5 million, or 7 million out of 6 million? One more time. I'm going to do it again. 10 million people mm -hmm. out of 3 million, mm -hmm. 9 million people out of 4 million, 8 million people out of 5 million, and 7 million people out of 6 million. I actually want to say it's 7 over 6. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Mm, no, uh, sorry. Uh, it was 9 million people to 4 million slaves. No, that was my second answer. Almost so happened. Think about that for a second. In, in the, the 11 colonies that were in the South that, se that seceded, Nine million people to almost half were slaves. Man, it's hard to believe. I, it's really ironic, actually. Why? It's funny. Um, our nation was founded on a bunch of slave owners that wanted to be free. Right. Look at that irony. Like, we irony. want freedom, and yet we're not willing to free our other brethren and comrades. They didn't see him as brothers. They were like, whatever. Thanks, free labor. People. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Thanks, yeah, free labor. Okay. Thanks, Jefferson. Any any net rational human being now would say people are people. Like, of course. Yeah. But blood is blood. But back then, it was property. It's still property somewhere. It's still an issue. I had a person coming to work. I work at Duck Donuts in Buckhead, by the way. Shout out to Duck Donuts. You guys are awesome. I had a guy come in. He uh, it says human trafficking is the biggest issue. We're looking for donations. I'm like, well, <clears throat> a I can't donate because I'm broke. And B I believe that in Atlanta, it's the top. Um, one of the top cities for human trafficking and slavery, not not slavery, I guess, in the in the normal sense of the Civil War, but 
human trafficking in terms of like kidnapping someone, uh, even with the Super Bowl right. being here in Atlanta. Oh yeah, we're one of the like, like heaviest. Thirty-six people got arrested. Aren't we like, like one of the? Things. Yeah, we're one of the heaviest human trafficking areas, period, in the United States, aren't we? So yeah. it's appalling, actually. It's terrible. It's it is scary. Watch your bags out there, please. Carry carry pepper spray and take a karate class. Yeah, use an Uber. Please. Use, yeah, use an Uber. Walk with your friends. Have use an Uber. Buddy. If you don't have any friends, then sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a scary, scary world out there. It really shows how far we've come, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We say we've come a long way since the since those times, and yet we haven't really. It's a it's it's a little sad. I mean, there's still some people that think that way. Which is upsetting. We're still fighting. Some people like are why? still fighting for their lives. I wish I could say why, but a lot of people are still stuck in the past. I mean, you know the old saying, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Oh, absolutely. Frankly, I think we're going we're way past, very far into the past now. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of scary. It is scary. It's definitely scary. Well... Glad to know about that. I got one question wrong already. All right. Well, question number one for you, Jose. Oh, boy. What political platform was Abraham Lincoln when he was elected? What was his political platform? Like political party? Yeah. He was a Republican. Nope. What? Nope. Oh, no way. No. He is a third party member. He belonged to the Whig party. Oh, that third party crap. Yeah. I mean, not crap, but (laughs) come on. Actually, now now a day and age, yeah. Third party. George Washington said the political parties would divide us as a country, and it's it's so true. And then they've got these third party people. I'm not going to. Tangent warning. I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but come on. Tangent, please. I know. It's not saying that everybody's vote didn't count, but but you have the sponsorship and the, the money coming from the Democratic and Republican side. You can't com- you just can't compete. And that's what sucks about it is that someone in the third party can have a, be the best candidate for presidency or someone in power. And because they don't have the proper funding or proper uh, people associated with them, they won't get elected. Because no one will see as much as them, or someone will like pay money to do something bad to them, or whatever. Right. Which sucks. Going back to the last presidential campaign with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, mm-hmm. money was a huge thing. Right. Mister, Mister, uh, I have billions and billions of dollars. He, Listen, he can billions. have you can have money out the butt. Yeah, he does have money out the butt. Well, that's a different topic, but money is such a huge factor in this kind of world, and it sucks. One of my favorite lines from the show Fiddler on the Roof is said by the revolutionary Perchik, who said, Money is the world's curse, and indeedly do, it is. We can't, do. we can't survive without money. This country cannot thrive without money. Without money, everyone would be dead. We'd be scrounging and scrapping on the floor and dirt, and on the floors for dirt and dust just to put in our mouths and eat. Well, what about people who were like actual traders, like merchants and stuff? They, they have goods that can you know, be flipped, you know, I'll give you two chickens if you give me, you know, a pound of cheese or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like that, that kind of good. Yeah, yeah, right. We should go back to the barter system. I miss it. It's so good. We were talking about earlier our friend Tina. Shout out to Tina if you're listening. Yep. We're gonna, we were trying to figure out if we could trade a dozen donuts for a, a mess up pizza. A pizza. Who knows? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I believe it. Speaking of pizza and junk food and stuff, we haven't done a, a, a beer of the week yet for you guys. So... 
today. Thank you, you to our good friend, Matthew Frankel. Matthew Frankel, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. You're Shout awesome. out to you. I'm really sorry I missed uh, when you were here. Chris Lang slept. Wow, I can't, friend I can't visiting. help the fact that I am a busy bee and I work. I work too, but I was here. Anyway, that's not the point. We love you, Frankel. Thank you for these beers. We are sharing today. We both have a 12, uh, 12 ounce of Woodchuck Hard Cider. Mm. Um, amber, amber, refreshing red apple. Ooh. This sounds pretty darn tasty. Now, how are we talking me- about this? A that? medium body, a oh, golden wait. hue, and a refreshing red apple finish. Sounds like a glorified uh, red apple ale. Oh, crap. It's downstairs. Oh, no. I said my keys are downstairs. I don't want to go. Um... I'll be right back. I'm okay. still going to record. He's going to so. record, and we're yeah. going to see how this works. Let's see how so this goes. So he's taking a mobile. Um, so I'm coming downstairs <laughs> right now. So he's taking a downstairs. And I just need my keys. Pardon the background noise, but you know what? Here we go. Jingle, 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 jingle. Up the stairs we go. Lo and behold. Chris Lang. I have to thank my sister for these. Uh, Thanks, Sister Lang. For this bottle opener from Celebrity Cruises. Ooh. Celebrity X Cruises, by the way. X Cruises. So. What do you mean X Cruises? Don't ask me. I didn't get it. <laughs> it's just what's on the but It's just what's on the opener. Lang, how does it taste? Tell me. While I open mine. Judging from my hand. Because <laughs> you spilled it all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Well, too cheers to our cheers, second official friend. drink. Here we go. Ooh, that's nice. It is a glorified red apple ale. It is. Well, you know what? I'll <laughs> it's take delicious. it. It's delicious. It's really great. good. I've always loved a good sparkling uh, apple juice. Nice little red apple. It's delicious. All right, my friend. Well. Anyways, anyways continuing both, on. Got one wrong. We're not doing so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I will say, there was, uh, back in this time of day, there was no Democratic or Republican. It was Democratic Republicans and the Federalists. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, you were wrong, period. <laughs> Shows how much you know your history. Well, okay, that aside, can you believe that the Democratic Republicans were once one unit? Yeah, could actually. You, could you imagine that now, with the, how different they seem to be to each other, but really they're not? It's called bipartisan. It all depends on who's in the office. Like, the problem being, in my mind, the office needs a new face, a new demographic. If you've noticed, please, God, forgive me for saying this. If you've noticed, all of the senators in the Republican Party are just old white men or old white women. Nothing has changed for years and years and years. When we have the Democratic par- uh, part of the White House, look at who we have. We have old white men, young women, uh, people of color, a more pro- progressive. Age definitely plays a factor in, in like places of power like Congress and stuff like that in the United States. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere, I forget what country it was, but their, their quote-unquote Congress made up of between, yes, 30 to 60-year-olds, but there was only one person on it that was over 60. Mm-hmm. The, the ratio of people who were older than 45 were smaller than the people who were between 30 and 45. Wow. So, like, it had a lot of younger, and a lot of, a lot of women, a lot of people of color. Right. So, a lot of diverse backgrounds, which was really nice. And it's, I saw 
um, the advancements that they were making, and I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of the country or whatever. The, the Nigeria? I don't know. I don't know. It may just have been a Facebook ad, and I'm just spewing off crap. <laughs> Man, whatever. Oh, if you guys hear that little budding, that's my computer. Budding. Anyways, seen those videos of people who um, do uh, the vo they vocalize ringtones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen those videos of people getting their face smacked with cheese? <laughs> you better watch out. Damn. Any squizzle. Any squizzle. Bring it on. All right, question two. Abraham Lincoln. Wrong. That's <laughs> point two. No. This one's, I think, is a little easier. It may or may not be. Who knows? In um, which state was the first, I guess, battle between the... Uh, oh, snap. Between the Civil War, or between the Union and Confederates? Was it in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, or Alabama? I want to say it was one of the, I'm pretty sure it was one of the Carolina. I want to say it was South Carolina. Is that your final answer? Oh, God. I don't know. I, I, South, South Carolina. Carolina. I'm pretty sure it was South Carolina. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. <laughs> Good job. It was, it was South Carolina. It was Fort Sumter, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. There were still a few forts on the southern soil that were manned by U.S. soldiers, and rather than surrendering the, surrendering the forts, uh, Lincoln attempted to resupply the soldiers by sea. Right. Once the Confederacy learned of the supplies sent by Lincoln th by the sea, right. they're like, well, what, what, give us those supplies. We need them. We're fighting. Um, that was the first battle. Apparently, this battle was 34 hours, 34 hours long. Um, Wasn't it because, like, a stray gunshot or something? I think. It doesn't, in, in my Or at least that was the official were, start. How it started. Um, I remember that documentary we watched. It was just such high tensions that just a stray gunshot was enough to set everything off. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Quote-unquote stray could have, you know, been intentional. Could have been tensions were so high. He's like, you know what? You're from the north, or you're from the south. Right. So that was a good answer, Chris. That's that's one point for you. Yeah, and, and I only watched one part of a documentary for that. Zero one. points for me. <laughs> How does it feel to suck? I don't want an egg in my hair, so I hope I can. That go. really sucks. I really want to put three eggs in your hair. I so don't want that either. <laughs> Absolutely All right. not. So, my question for you, buddy, old pal, old fellow human. Um, what three amendments were ratified and passed and added to the Constitution during the Civil War? Or after the Civil War? You don't have to be specific. You can just name the numbers. Three amendments? Yeah. Like, the first, second, and third amendment? Yeah. Oh, um... Which three amendments were added to the Constitution? When? Just, just at all? Period. You just like three amendments? Just period. As a, result, as a result of the Civil War. I feel like I'm misinterpreting the question. You are misinterpreting the question. Okay. There are three amendments that were passed and ratified as a result of the Civil War. They were, post, the they were post-10. Dude, I, I didn't do well in history class. Someone didn't go to AP Gov. Yeah, I didn't do well in AP Gov either, so... AP anything. I went to AP lunch. That's where I went. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in the B lunch period. 
I forget. I had so I went to so many schools. There's so many different lunch periods. Um, oh. I will say these. Hint? Yeah, these these three amendments um, are between ten and fifteen. So three of those numbers. That literally doesn't help me at all. Really? Because I just dimmed it down to five potential I answers for you. I already knew that. You already said it was post 10. I was like, all right, it's 10 or above. But, but it's like, between the 10 and 15. Well, the, the numbers don't help me. I, I told you that are. you can choose the numbers. You don't have to be specific. You can choose what uh, numbered amendments they are. Oh, so just select the numbers? Yeah. Is this like a like two out of three percent? Like, can I get it right if I get two? <laughs> Because I have, I, I have one clue of one. Okay. Amendments what, what, and what? 12, 13, and 15. Damn, you got two out of three. Oh! Where, 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 where? What were they? <laughs> 13, 14, and 15. Oh, I was really thinking it was uh, 12. Mm-mm. 12th, 12th Amendment was passed uh, 60 years earlier, mm. in 1904. Um, the Reconstruction Amendments, um, 13 actually was to abolish slavery, obviously. Um, 14 was, let's see, Duh. equal rights and protection. Mm. That was the 14th Amendment. And the 15th Amendment was... Um, prohibits the federal and state governments from denying citizens the right to vote based on color or race. So Okay. You feel like these things would be, like, common knowledge, but really, it, I, you saw how much I struggled with that. See, I f it may have been the way the question was worded, but it's like these are amendments that we know. Right. We just couldn't put uh, numbers or names to a them. A number to a law, yeah. Thanks, public education system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I went to private school. Um, so I'm just an idiot. Wow, you actually got a good education. <laughs> That's a lie. I went to a private college and got a terrible education. Oh, what college did you just bash? Oh, I'm not going to say that. Oh, no. Look uh, Christopher Lang up on Wikipedia. All of his yeah. information is right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just bashed his home college in Mare? Not Maryland. No. Um, somewhere. But we'll figure it out. Exactly. If you have me on Facebook, you'll definitely know. If you went to said school, you will definitely Agree with me. Any squizzle. But he's not going to tell you which one, because mm. it's a secret. Exactly. Secret secrets are no fun unless you share with everyone. Screw it, it was Catawba College in North Carolina. I, th I feel like I've heard of that. It was, North it was North Carolina. It was right in between Greensboro and Charlotte, in Salisbury, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. Um, one of the founders of the school, he was actually a co-founder of Food Mayan, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought that was a neat little tidbit of information. Do you remember Harris Teeter? Oh, I love Harris Teeter. I love Teeter. Harris Teeter. There's no Harris Teeters in Georgia. Harris oh, Teeter, if you're no. listening, come out to Georgia. We miss you guys. That's how I feel about Wawa. Wawa, please put one in Atlanta. I miss you guys so much. God, I miss you guys. It's the best gas station ever. You hear that, Sheets? You're not the Sheets was like a staple of my college education right there. Like how I... How I separate it, tangent warning, guys. How I separate this is Sheets is great for drunken nights. Wawa is great for actual gas and actual food. I like Sheets hot dogs and, like, sandwiches and stuff like that. They're pretty good. And they're cheap, too. Yeah, they're cheap, but... Eh.
I'd rather get. Well, oh, I can say the same thing about Wawa. Really? Because I'd it's rather cheaper, get a nice yeah. fat so uh, sub from Wawa and a nice really, full quesadilla from Wawa. I really thought you were gonna say sausage. Uh, I just like the hand motion that he made. You guys, you listeners can't see this, but he grasped this giant long tube in his hands out of the air, and he, I thought he was gonna say this long fat sausage. You know what, Wawa? If you guys started selling Italian sausages. I would visit Wawa. High 10 out of 10 would recommend that. So I, I would see it. How do they cook it, though? Do they put it in a fryer? Probably. Ugh. Or I don't know. They do something with their food. They cook their food somehow. somehow. Either way, I love your quesadillas. Please come to uh, Atlanta. So, what's your third question? My third and final question. What's the tally right now? So, I, I have one because I got the two out of three. We're both at one. We're both at one. Yeah. So, this next round could define... The egg giving, the egg bestowing, mm-hmm. or we can go over to over, overtime, and we'll find out what happens if we need to. So, third and final question for you, Christopher Lang. Bring it. What was the most developed weapon during the Civil War? Let's see. And because you're not giving me any, you're, you're on your own for this one. Okay, fine. I mean, let's see. You gave me the benefit of the doubt for that second question, so I'll keep that in mind. But! Luckily, back then, technology wasn't super advanced as it was now, so kind of got some... Right, but we're talking eight, post... Uh, not post, but late 1800s. Right. So try and think around there. So... I'm think. No, not the cannon, because that was already... <laughs> um... My vote is a large bayoneted rifle. Is that your final answer? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. I wanna give you half credit. Okay. Because it wasn't a bayoneted rifle, it was a Springfield rifle. Ah, uh, this is Springfield. The Springfield model uh, 1861 is a, a rifled musket. Right. And you've seen them. I mean, yeah, we play World at War all the time. We play World at War. <laughs> um, Shenandoah is actually using um, live firearms. Oh, <laughs> live firearms. I thought we were still on uh, World at War. Oh, Shenandoah is using live Nazis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Civil War reenactment. So that everyone's actually dying out exactly. there. You guys come. Uh, you're paying the, you know, you're paying the price. You, you come to yeah. see the show, you get to see people die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds great. It'd be a great show, you guys. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Um, but the Springfield model um, looks like this. I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, it's actually a very beautiful rifle. I'm not going to deny. The, like a silver base with a wood stock and a wooden butt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but whatever. It's fine. It was de- it designed in 1861. 1861. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, bonus question. <laughs> oh, extra credit. Yeah, extra credit. He's got half. He got half points for that one. I'm going to give you a little, little little bust. If you get the... You can choose to do this if you want. Okay. If you get this right, you get the full credit. Okay. You get it wrong, you get nothing. Oh. Okay. Bring it on. So, double or nothing. Oh. You want it? Let's give it a shot. All right. What was the maximum firing range of the Springfield? Oh. Oh. And I'll give, I'll give you three different ranges. Okay. 350 to 425 yards, 500 to 620 yards, 
or 635 to 745 yards? I'm pretty sure it was the second answer. Second answer? Yeah. Because I know those rifles back then did not have great range. Right. And... You think 500? I'm pretty sure it was like 500 to 600. Is that your final answer? Yeah. yeah. Ding, 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 you got it. Yeah. Look at him. 500 to 620 yards was the maximum firing range. However, the effective firing range, the, the most damage it would do, would only be between 100 to 400 yards. Right. So again, not very far, maybe. You really have to get close range with these weapons. They're not like what we have now, where we can just stand on top of a building and just pew. Right. And go, trailing back a little bit to the bayonets, yes, you could put bayonets on these things, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't the original, most right. effective model of right. you know, the Civil War, not yeah. the standard of the Civil War. I get it. Um, and it, I, I think it's really cool. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> they did use cannons. Oh, yeah. Civil War. Going back to what, your first answer. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, it's not cannons, because they've been using cannons for ages. Since, like, what? Our time. Mm -hmm. Since Andrew Jackson's time. Because you yelled fire. I did. I, I told the cannon boys to fire. Yeah. Yep, and the cannon almost killed one of them. It did. It almost killed me once. And you. I, I it went off too early. Yep. I think it was. Yep. Uh, I was. I ran down. I was about to start a fight, and I usually cue to the uh, the cannon to fire. And I was still in the middle of my fight, and the gun goes off, or the cannon goes off right over my head. And I'm like, <laughs> literally. Uh, yeah, Helen and I. We knew that cannon fired too early. We looked. We were like, uh oh. And then we just stopped and ran. It was a little scary. I had to because my next lines were. Um, Charge. Ready, fire, charge. So I had to adjust. I was scared out of my pants. Right. You know, just the first uh, inclination was for, for me to run off. But I was like, I'm, I got into my role a little bit as an actor. Wow. I, I had to stand for my men. And I had to. I had to finish the battle and finish the line. The one thing he won't um, run away from. I will rip your folds. <laughs> I will rip your vocal folds out. Um, but instead of ready, fire, charge, I just said ready, charge. Right. And Fair I enough. I had to finish the battle. It wasn't a huge, you know, adjustment. But it was a, an adjustment I made. And shout out to Wes and Tina, the Pyro Masters for UTH, um, last year. And many, many previous years. Well, like They're awesome. They're so professional. Like, like, they knew something was weird. Total mishap. Not even. That was the night that everything just went wrong, yeah, wasn't it? That was that was a cursed night. Yep. It was a little weird. It was a pretty scary night. All right, Chris Lang, I think you have one more question for me. I do have one more question for uh, you. So All right. You got two points, I got one. Yep. I have to get this right. Uh, you don't have to. But I do. For my own enjoyment, you don't have to. Yeah, well, for my sanity and safety. Wow. You're afraid of a dead chicken? Chicken, period. Chicken babyed. Chicken babyed? A babyed? A babyed. Wow. Cider really takes effect on me. It's only 5% alcohol, too. What the hell? Did you eat today? I did. You just saw me scarf down a bowl of pasta. Yeah, not, I saw you inhale a bowl of pasta. Okay, I hadn't eaten anything <laughs> since that bowl of pasta. That's fair. So, anyways, so, all right, my final question. Okay, I'm ready. What was the turning point of the Civil War, the major turning point of the Civil War? You're really going to leave it at that? You're the most broad question. <laughs> um, 
so this happened under Gen- General Winfield Scott. Um, it wasn't in Gettysburg. I'm going to say that. It happened after Gettysburg. Um, and the idea is based off of an animal. This was the major turning point of the Civil War. Huh. Was it a battle? Kind of. Kind of. So. Yeah. It wasn't the Trojan horse. Obviously, it was. Hmm. Turning point. It was a very slithery plan. Oh! Wasn't it um, something to do with a, a river that looked like a snake? Not a river, per se, but you have the snake part right completely, yeah. actually. They cut, didn't they cut something in the sections? You're, you're really getting on the right track. I, I they know what's something in the sections. They keep using your brain powers. I know, I'm trying to use my brain powers. Um, they, uh, did it have something to do with trading and supplies? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on it. I know what it is. I just can't put my finger on it. Give me a description of the plan. Uh, and that'll work if you can if it can come to your mind. I feel like there was like a main river or something that the Confederates used to uh, trade and do stuff, um, mm-hmm. and Union blocked it off somehow. You know what? I'm gonna give it to you because that actually is what happened. Yeah. Um, the plan that I'm talking about. I'll I'll give it to you. You get it. Yay! Because it's hard. It's really tough to think of that uh, name. Um, so, it's called Scott's Anaconda Plan. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what happened was they started from the Mississippi River, and cut the South in two. Um, so they blockaded pretty much uh, Confederate supplies from getting to the eastern uh, parts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, I finished my beer. Congratulations. Yeah, it was really good. Thanks, Matt Frankel. It really was. Thank you, Matt Frankel. I'm not done yet, but um, whatever. <laughs> um, so it cut, off their, it cut off half of the South supplies, and the Union pretty much won the war from then. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, let me find some more info on this. And they blocked off the Gulf. They blocked off. Wasn't there, like, a big flag or something that was, like, it was cut into sections... And um, probably the Confederate flag. Each each little section was another state for the Union. Like, is, oh, do you remember that flag? I do not. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and honestly, I probably was not what you were talking about at all in terms of your question. The flag part, part I don't remember reading about, but I could have easily missed it. But, I mean, the general idea that you gave me, yeah, that was definitely the plan. Block off trading and supplies and sending soldiers to fight for the South. That's usually how it happens with um, with war and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You cut off trade, you... You, you, you pretty much win. Oh, it's a... I, I just found it. I did a quick Google, sh- uh, Google search. It was join or die. Join or die. It was um, a snake that seemed to be cut up in a bunch of different fragments. But I don't think... That was probably the Confederates trying to get more troops to fight for them so they can cut off these blockades. Because if you can see here... Wasn't it made by Ben Franklin? I don't know. I really don't know. But as you can see here, we start from the Mississippi and we snake 
all around oh. from Florida all the way to over here. Like, cut off half of Texas. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think and I think that's where that flag comes in. Like, the South desperately needed more troops. Mm-hmm. And they, they was that with the flag. So, I think... I could very well be wrong, but right. that's my that's my inkling. That's really interesting. I just did a little more research on the the join or die uh, mm-hmm. written by Ben Franklin. Uh, it was a political cartoon uh, saying join join or die. Um, it, uh, the original copy is actually going for a hundred to two hundred grand. Wow. Um, yeah, which is really really funny. Oh, that's a good time to tell me. I do have an original copy. But actually, the the thing I was thinking about actually represented. Rep- represented the original eight colonies seceding from mm-hmm. Britain. Oh, okay. going back. So I went back a little too far um, in my in my history memory. I went back Fair to enough. the original, I guess, Civil War, <laughs> the original Revolution, the American Revolution. American Bring Revolution. it on, dump dump the tea. Yeah. So as you guys know, I was completely wrong with my inkling about the flag and its relevance to the snake. But yeah, Scott's Anaconda plan. That's really cool. Yeah. So we both have two points. Crap. You want rock, paper, scissors, see who gets an egg on their head? One question, shot out of the dark. Okay. Go for it. Um, um, um. <laughs> I, I thought this was a fun fact, and I didn't, I didn't include it in a question, uh, but I wanted to. I guess I can do it now. Um, let me make it into a true or false question. No. No, I won't do that. Um, okay. Why did the Confederates choose gray as their color? Uh, it's a really, it's a kind of a silly reason. It's not super silly, but like, it's kind of funny when you read, like, think about it. Is it like ironic? It's not, it's not ironic. It's not ironic at all. Gray. It's like childish almost. Interesting color choice. Because the bullets, bullet color, I don't know. No. I, I really don't know. That's no. a tough one. It's ca- it, no, that's right. It's because Union chose blue first. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of childish. It was like uh, Union picked dark blue first. Yeah, uh, so they chose gray. And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of times the, the Confederacy you know, had to wear their own clothes. Right. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of right. clothes, understandably. Um, but yeah, gray was their color because Union took blue. Wow, how childish! Some right. things never change in the South. So Did I say that out loud? Oh, whoops! So really, the the North won primarily, I think, because of a people, mm-hmm. b money and supplies, and c, I guess. Um, no, I guess that's really it. It's just people and money and supplies. Yeah, always. Those three God, G's. gold, and glory—the three G's. So I think never changed. <laughs> Three G's. So, Chris, I think, unfortunately, since you love... I mean, I guess that's not fair. I've got that's one like, more question. All right, come on. Sleeve. What was the last state to secede? Oh, no. Joe's taking a very massive peek right now. Excuse me. Um, crap. It wasn't Georgia, was it? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Crap. They were actually one of the... Earlier ones to secede. Really? Yeah. Was it? It wasn't South Carolina. No, no. they were actually the first one to secede, oh, December twentieth, eighteen sixty. Crap. 
Uh, Georgia seceded uh, January 19th, 1861. I don't know, I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? All right, well, Tennessee was the, the very last official state to secede from the Union. The only oh, ten I see. Ah, thank you so much. I wish other people felt that same way. Okay, we don't need the others. Anyways. <laughs> uh, they officially seceded from June 8th, 1861. Uh, so they were the final state to join the Confederacy. Okay. Along, and the states on the Confederacy were South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, Virginia, Arkansas, North Carolina, and Tennessee. So 11 states joined the Confederacy. Um, now, I will say, going back to Shenandoah, our show takes place during Virginia's secession. Right, because a lot of the basis of the story mm -hmm. is that a Virginia father who lived there exactly. and had a farm for a long time. In the Shenandoah Valley. His uh, sons are being drafted, and he doesn't want that to happen. His daughter One of his sons was abducted. There's a lot, of, a lot of death, a lot of, a lot of sadness, but a lot of good stuff, too. It, mm -hmm. it was very happy um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's a nice marriage. It's a very beautiful story, very fantastic music in my opinion. Yeah, it was a lot, Shenandoah is a lot more musical than I expected. Oh, it's yeah. good, it's really good, but it's a lot more than I expected. It's one of the major Tony winners from its year, what, yeah. 1978, I believe, from Tony Award winner John Cullum. Uh, still kicking today. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so we're still at a standstill. Chris, we gotta decide who, who gets the egg. I know. How... Do we decide who gets this egg to the face? I don't want it to be a rock, paper, scissors. That's boring. boring. That's really boring. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Bare knuckle boxing? <laughs> I don't want to fight you. Um, wow. Anyway. Wow. Sorry, you're such a pansy. I, I would literally crush you. <laughs> let's not fight. In between my toes. Whatever. <clears throat> Whatever. If you haven't seen these calf muscles. <laughs> okay, Chris. Oh, he's lift, He's taking off his clothes, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, that's a lot of lot more leg than I. A lot of calf. A lot of lot more leg than I anticipated for. Um. All right, Chris. We got we got to figure this out. I'm playing music. We gotta think of we gotta think of something. What was John Wilkes Booth uh, catchphrase when he killed Lincoln? <laughs> Not a catchphrase, but what was his saying? I don't know. Shake your head at me. Who, who, who just knows their, that? Who just knows that? A lot of people, actually. Well, I don't. Oh, think of Brutus. Oh, et tu, Brutus? No. Not Caesar. Um, he was mad at Lincoln for how tall his hat was in the theater. Yeah, apparently. Good God. <laughs> wow, I thought cider affected me that not badly. What? Well, six semper tyrannis. I, do, I don't know that. I'm sorry. What does that even mean? Down with the tyrant. Slay the tyrant. Ah. That was uh, from Caesar's time. Yeah, Brutus. That was Brutus's oh, saying. Six yeah. temper tyrannits. Hmm. Wow. I feel just for not knowing that you should get the eggs to the face. Hey. What? No, that's trash. Your knowledge of history is trash, apparently. You're trash. You're, You're trash. Man. We'll just do it both. We'll just hit each other with eggs. Yeah. We got plenty of eggs. As he buys in bulk. Fact, why, as a matter of fact, why don't we just both take an egg? No. No, yeah. Let's, this is a let's, fair let's, fight. No, no, no. This it, has to be a fair fight. This is a fair fight. We're at a standoff. Okay, you can can you think enough. of it? This is our second time going through a standoff. Oh, you think of fair point. point. You're right. All right. You know what? Since we both got one loss, we'll each take an egg we'll to the face. We'll both take an egg. Yeah. Okay. 
We'll take an egg to the face. So we're back. We're I'll back do it. To, uh, yeah. Instagram and Facebook Live before this episode airs. Mm-hmm. We'll after. both we'll both take an egg. Egg to oh, the face. It shall face. be. Or cracked over our head. Well, you'll see it. Well, it'll happen. But yeah. Guys, don't take us too seriously because obviously, we certainly don't. I don't even know what to take anymore. And here's a word from our sponsors, guys. Ladies, go to Walmart and buy as much cookie dough as you want. Cookie dough makes the world go around. Make sure it's that non-salmonella-infected cookie dough, though. That's the good stuff. It's always chocolate chip, by the way. <laughs> oh, for you parents out there, love your child. Don't love them like Michael Jackson loved those children, but love them, hug them, give them a nice kiss goodnight, tuck them into bed, smother them, just show them that you care that you don't want them to grow up in a world of garbage and bad deeds. I miss my lights. Hello again. Segment Dose. Segment number two. Let me adjust my microphone a little bit. Segment Dos Equis Amber. One of the best beers you can get at a Mexican restaurant. Amber. Not that normal Dos Equis garbage, but Amber. <laughs> not the original. Yeah. The reinvented Dos Equis. Exactly. Go for the Amber. I'm not a huge pale ale kind of guy. Good thing it's a Mexican ale. <laughs> Mexicans can still be pale. Okay. All right. We're going into a very dark <laughs> area. We're going to stop really this and table this. Area? Okay. You seriously just made that pun? You just... Uh, okay. I'm yellow, so... Okay. I'm yellow, so I'm darker than white. So, speaking of puns, we're going to do a new little bit that we just came up with. Um, We're going to play a little improv game with you guys. Yeah. So we're going to come up with a a random object. We're going to make punny punny jokes about it. So let's see how this goes. Give give give, let's give it a give an object, Chris. Let's see a random object. We're gonna answer some questions later, but we're just gonna play a little game for you guys real quick. So let's let's get an object. A coat hanger. Coat hanger. Hey, uh, hey, dude! I gotta, I gotta talk to our coat hanger roommate. Why? And he just keeps hanging around. Man, like, that really sucks. <laughs> um, God, you know, dude, I gotta show you that new coat hanger website. What website? Uh, it, it, listen, man, it's it's great. It's gonna get you hooked. Oh man! <laughs> you know what? I have a hooked app. It's pretty awesome. It's got uh, some stories. Anyways, they're scary stories. Ooh. It's an interesting app, but that's for another day. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I'm so relaxed right now. You You're could so just say I'm hanging about. <laughs> hang about? <laughs> Dude, I, uh-huh. I got to tell you about my co-hanger girlfriend. What, what about her? She, she's she got one hell of a rack. Oh, man. She's <laughs> Oh, good thing that was empty. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> God. Jeez. Oh, you need to start hanging your bottles somewhere. Uh, uh, coat hangers? Mm. Okay, Actually, let's, get, yeah. let's get another object. Um, um, uh, uh, um, a rock. It's not a boulder. It's a it's rock! A rock! A rock!
you said that one of your goals is to go see a concert, right? Yeah. We gotta really rock out to that. Let's <laughs> rock. Mm. Dude, I gotta talk to our um, our pothead roommate. He gets stoned he gets very stoned. Don't take my pun! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> That's my pun. <laughs> um. Man, talking about rocks makes me really think of Shirley Jackson and the lottery. Yeah? Yeah. They got stoned to death. Oh. Dark turns. Dark turns. <laughs> really great short story, by the way. Check out Shirley Jackson's The Lottery if you haven't read it. It's fantastic. Shirley Jackson also wrote Haunting of Hill House if you haven't seen that uh, TV series. <gasps> read the book, though. There you go. Any squizzle. Any squizzle. Um, I gotta, dude. I gotta go to the bank and talk to the um, the stone bank teller. Why? Because he he didn't put my deposit in. Mm. Deposit like deposit. You know what? Reason. That was a good joke. But granite, I didn't like it either. We way. granite. <laughs> <laughs> <Get out. laughs> Goodbye. Hmm. Let's see. New object. New object. New object. Think of one. Um. Uh, filter. Filter. Man, I, I love going to my uh, my air filter church. Why? Yeah, I always feel purified when I go through it. Man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really bad at doing this on the spot. <laughs> okay, for me, guys, for me, puns are a way of life. They don't just show up in your mind. They just happen well, on the spot. There's a formula to it. Really? Yeah. A formula. There's a formula. So you want me to explain this formula? Yeah, sure. Right. So you take the object... Mm -hmm. And you take something you know about this object. Right. So you take like bottle, and you know you could it could be glass, it could be Coke, it could be Pepsi, it could be. Uh, you take whatever that is, and you take what that is, and turn it into a pun. What a sharp mind you have. I don't know where that was going. It, if the object was like knife or something, it's like ah, that's a sharp <laughs> turn. You know, you know what I mean? Right. But like bottle, it's like oh, it's got a lot of glass, like like glass or something. I don't glass. Know. What? Um, oh, such an ass. Okay, thanks. Let's see. Hmm. Wait, what did you say? Filter? Yeah. That, that's a tough one. Um, Just like my aquarium air filter. Hmm. Let's see. You know what? New object. Because I chose oh, a really hold, tough hold one. Hold on, I did, I did have one. I got to okay. talk to my... Um, my sergeant, uh, sergeant air filter. Uh huh. Yeah, it keeps me conditioned. Ooh. Yeah, like air conditioning. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay, oh. new object. <laughs> okay, new object. Um. Mm. Hmm. Huh. 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 We like to make Minecraft noises. Huh. Huh. What about a gear? Gear. Man. You know what? These objects are really keeping my brain turning. Mm. Oh, I gotta talk to my, my gear accountant. Why? Yeah, he keeps telling me we gotta get down to brass tacks. Man, 
See, yeah. your terrible puns really grinds my gears. <laughs> God. You know what else grinds my gears? Is this Vans challenge. That has nothing to do with gears, but... Vans challenge? Yeah. Like, there's this challenge going around where... Thank God I have my pair of Vans right here. It's like a cat. If you throw it up here, they're oh, always landing I've on the seen, bottom up. Oh, I've seen... I've seen videos. Oh, they landed the bottom up. Look mm -hmm. at that. See? And... Oh, I would actually give it a throw. It. Let's see if it actually does it. Uh -huh. Oh, crap. It did it. It did. Let's see. One more. One more. Did it do it? Yep. There you go. There we go. See? Wow. Is it just weighted on the bottom, I guess? I guess. I have no idea. You know, it, to cheat in casinos, guys, um, put your die, if you have your own dice, put your die in the oven for like five minutes, and it weights the bottom of it, all the weight transfers to the bottom. So whatever that top number is, it'll most likely, it's like vans, it'll most likely land on that more often than not. You hear that, guys? How to get kicked out of a casino 101. Well, if you get caught. How to, that's that's a whole different story. How to get caught one one. Very fair point. <laughs> Speaking of casinos, uh, next object, um, a card. Card. Yeah. I summoned the five of aces in attack position. That pun was terrible. You know what else is terrible? A card. That's what. That's why I said it. <laughs> <sighs> Christopher. <laughs> Christopher Lane. <laughs> he thinks he's so funny, guys. Oh, you guys should see me in real life. That's where my magic happens. No, we really don't. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you want to, come see him in Big Fish. And uh, what's happening? Mid-April? Yeah. Big it's going to be a lot of fun. Big Fish. Big Fish. Yep, me. Big Fish. Um, I will make you laugh and roll on that floor. R-O-F-L. O-L. Ruffle. L-M-F-A-O. Ruffle capture. <laughs> Welcome back to the 2000s, guys. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. See, I told you this is really tough to think of puns on the spot. Right. So let's do, let's do another one. Let's do pillow. Okay. You know, I, I got to talk to my, um, my pillow buddy. Why? He's so full of fluff. Oh, you're so full of it. I love it. Man, oh man. Yo, dude, I, I'm trying to talk to this pillow girl over here, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm trying to get laid. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, lay, lay with the pillow. <laughs> What's an narcolepto's uh, best friend? Ah, uh, pillow. The pillow man. Ooh, pillow man. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go cutting off toes now and leaving kids in. I'm more, I'm more of a razor blade guy. Oh okay, so there we go. Sticking right. razors and apples and forcing them down kids' throats. It happens. You That's know? what the story's about, guys. The pillow man. Yeah. Read it. Uh, it's Mark, a great it's a great play. I'm not going to deny. And like I did say in my previous uh, one of our previous podcasts that what pillow man was one of the shows that I wanted. Couturian's a fantastic in. role. Couturian, Ariel, absolutely. Um, Saw a production of it here in Atlanta, um, where they had the the younger brother who was, had a case of mental yeah. retardation. Um, they had him as an older man, as, yep. as the older brother. Did you go see that? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. You were there. Okay, duh. Uh, which was really interesting. It was a really good take on it. I liked it. It was it was a really cool production. I'm not going to deny it was a neato place. Yeah, they did pretty well with what they got. I think I think that's a good uh, transition into our, our questions for today. Since a lot of the questions that we got today are based off of acting. Oh, snapskis, snapskadoodles. Snapskadoodles. Yeah, we do. So you want to? 
pull up a question, Chris? Yeah, um, a few right here. Want to answer so, one or two of them? One of these questions is actually from uh, Madam Rosemary. Um, it's Rosemary, actually. It's Rosemary. Rosemary. Pardon me. Uh, I, Sorry, Rosemary. Yeah. Very particular about her name. I, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. Fair you, enough. You wouldn't want people to call you, like, C. Harris. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. K. Harris? Is that your uh, uh, DJ me. name? Yeah. Call what up, man? K. Harris? Call me C. Chris. <laughs> call me Ryan C. Chris. <laughs> oh, that was, that was pretty good. Huh. Ryan C. Chris. All right. So, uh, Rose Marie sent us a few questions. We're only going to answer, like, maybe, like, one or two. We're going to touch on them. We'll touch some more uh, um, next week. One question that I, th- I actually kind of like is, would you suggest having a plan B? How would you prepare them for their future as far as the job market um, when it comes to the incoming generation of actors? Um, I believe that's what she's saying. Oh, these are sequential. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so pick a question. Do we have a plan B? Do we Let's have a plan B? Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring for this one first. Uh, my original plan B was to be a teacher. Um, when I was in college, mm-hmm. I uh, auditioned for both the professional acting and the theater education right. uh, degree. And I got both of them. I was accepting the both of them. Nice. I was super thankful for it. But then I realized that acting was all I ever wanted to do. Right. And one of my professors, who's extremely wise, um, said that if I wasn't willing to put my whole heart into theater education, I really should, you know, pull my, put my whole heart into into acting because it's hard to do both. Right. One, two. I wasn't as super passionate as someone else would be about teaching. Mm-hmm. I know a lot. I have a lot of friends who are teachers, and they love it. They wouldn't imagine themselves doing anything else, and that's so admirable. Um, I just couldn't see myself as a teacher, and it's something I didn't really feel passionate about. Right, I get it. So I just, I I knew in my heart that I was going to be an actor, and that's what I wanted to do. In terms of a plan B, I think it's always important to find interests for yourself, Mm -hmm. like what you like to do. Um, Obviously, it's important to pay bills, pay debts, pay all the things that you got to do. But it's not, it should never be a primary focus. Right. In my opinion. There are people out there who want to start families and be who they want to be. Um, some people want to get married and have children and mm-hmm. settle down. Some people want to go on the road and travel forever. Some yeah. people want to be bums. Some people want to be millionaires. You know, I think that it's finding what you want specifically within yourself. Um, which, I mean, at this point in our lives, we're still really young. You and I, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, still very young. Still have a lot ahead of us. Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, we just settled in Atlanta a little while ago and still working on things over here. But I think in terms of having a plan B for future actors, if I were, if I were to say anything to someone who is thinking about acting um, full-time, being a full-time artist, is it's going to be tough. It is. There's, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of heartbreak. A lot. I mean, there is a lot of heartbreak. And it's not, it is not for the faint of heart, not in the slightest. It requires a thick skin. It's one of the first lessons that a teacher will ever give you. Absolutely. Um, if a teacher ever tells you, you know, you don't need a thick skin, you'll, you'll be fine. Like, don't believe them. Absolutely not. Uh, more often than not, you'll, you won't get the job. Yeah. And it could be for the slightest of reasons. Mm-hmm. Nothing that was in your control. If they're looking for a five foot nine, pretty blonde girl, 
and it's you and one other person, they n may not like, you know, the way your nose is cutely sloped up. They might not like your shade of blonde. They, they might think you have too much brown in your hair. They exactly. might think you're slightly too tall, like stuff that's completely out of your control. Yeah. And that's why it can get easy sometimes to be disheartened. But I think if you imagine it as going at it for yourself and your love for the art mm -hmm. instead of for the money, because, yep. of course, I'm never going to deny money's not important. Money is important. It's very important. You gotta have food. Gotta have clothes. Gotta right. have running water. Gotta have a roof over your head. But if you're just living to pay bills, then what's the point of living? You're not living. You're 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 just working for no reason. You're being a robot. You're mindlessly doing something. You're working all day in a place you don't like to come back, and just <laughs> sit around and do nothing and just be not happy with yourself exactly it's very very important at least if the, I, i'm going to talk from my perspective at least from this point mm -hmm. it's very important for me to personally create art right whether that's through this podcast or playing the ukulele or piano I, or guitar or doing theater or doing a film or mm -hmm. writing or drawing or something some kind of creative outlet i think yeah. it's very very important for an artist to always have an outlet because that i think this can tie into um what some artists call a burnout. Yep. Where you get, and this happens a lot with kids in college who are working, working, working 20, 22 hours, semester hours, expected to do a job, expected to, you know, make money and do stuff like that, and also have schoolwork yep. and lessons and be, uh, expected to perform at a certain level every day. That can easily turn a student, uh, it can lead them into having a burnout. A very dark path. Which is uh, essentially working so hard that you become numb yep. and not want to do anything. Either you shut down or you, you break down. You're staying up late hours. I remember witnessing a lot of burnouts during college. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever burnt out myself because I was a slack ass when it came to college <laughs> courses. But I was like, I saw everybody and I was like, I feel so bad for them. Like, it was, they were taking, what, 20 credit courses a semester to try to catch up. They were also in work study. And then they were in a production, either designing, acting, or just teching it. Right. Um, and they had no time for sleep. I remember uh, there was one person who would get like literally two hours of sleep a day and go to class and tr and continue on, continue going. And like, they knew that they were burnt out, mm -hmm. but it's just their mental state of, I have to keep working that they just didn't care. Like, that's what's gonna get you. Yeah, so I think in consensus, in conclusion, my, my advice to a prospective actor, um, just A, in general, and B, having a plan B, is don't sell yourself short. Don't be too affected by the nose and the negative parts mm -hmm. of it. Find, find your love for this art, find, find an outlet that's very healthy, find some, some way to create art because there, when you create art, no one else has created it before, A, you're creating this whole new thing based off of your personal touch. You could, you know, you could even try and trace something you saw off the internet, but it won't be the same because it has your personal touch. So yes, that's art, I, I encourage you to be a little more creative than that. Um, but write a song, play a song, paint a picture, Make a podcast. Yeah. Be in a play. Do what yeah. you want to do. It's good to... And 
on top of that, be able to support yourself financially and mm-hmm. all that good stuff to maintain a healthy emotional and mental state. Right. In terms of a plan B... I would suggest do have a plan B in case later on down the line you really figure it out. Like, I'm. there will always be people that will say, yes, I will be an actor. I will continue to be an actor. But then maybe like in their 30s, 40s, it'll be like, I really don't want to do it anymore. And what will they have to show? What else will they have to show for it? They'll... They just won't have a plan B prepared. I think that it's never too late to start something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I absolutely agree with you in terms of there are people like that in their 30s and 40s who say they're going to be actors in their uh, early, mid to late 20s and then decide not to. I think it's never too late to start something. You can be 30 and say, I don't want to do this anymore, and then go do something else. Yeah. Because you're still incredibly young in this day and age. You know, you say that maybe 300 years ago. Uh, when the 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 death, the maximum death range is like you're, you're 45, you're dead. You know, when you're 30, that might seem a little scary. But when the the national average death is 67 to 80, and you're saying you're 30 and you, you may not know what you want to do, that that's totally fine. You're still super young. Right. You can do what you want to do. Exactly. Providing that you don't have any incredibly huge responsibilities to tie you down, yeah. like a family or a dad yeah. or whatever. Um, there's some things you have to do to fulfill those obligations. But if you're 30, 31, 32, 33, et cetera, that you, you, you find that you don't like what you're doing right now, you can change that. That is on you. No one's fate is ever drawn out for them. Absolutely not. You know, I, I don't personally believe in fate. I believe that we make conscious choices to either consciously or unconsciously affect our lives. Right. Either we know we're affecting our situation by choosing a certain path or we don't know. Right. So, But ultimately, what we choose affects us. It's a butterfly effect. Exactly. A butterfly flaps his wings mm-hmm. in Africa, star- uh, makes a gazelle sneeze, the gazelle startles a rhino, and the rhino hits a boulder and crushes man. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. You are the butterfly. You are in charge of, of your own destiny. Puts, exactly. You're in charge of your own destiny. And that's... For the, and personally speaking, that, that speaks to me um, in terms of a plan B. I don't ever see myself not wanting to continue to be an actor. I personally, I, I, I want to work till I die. Right. I want to work till I'm dead. Yeah. I, I remember, um, God, God, God rest his soul, uh, John Sheeran, uh, the head director at my college um, when I was around, um, worked, I mean, he essentially worked till he died. Yeah. And I admire that man so much. Uh, he's, he's a very large inspiration in my life. Even when I'm married, that's one thing that's all that will always be a goal is to never stop working. Yeah. No matter what, even if it's against my wife, even if it's against my children, I will never stop working. I will never stop trying. Right. Um, like you said, in retrospect of a plan B, I always have a plan B, just in case. You never know what's going to happen. But even if you have to resort to your plan B, Always keep plan A in the back of your mind because you never know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, someone could meet you in a diner and be like, hey, you look like this kind of person. Do you want to audition for this show or something? And lo and behold, you're back at plan A. And then you're rich and famous. <laughs> um, well, it was that easy. I'll, and like you said, uh, when it comes to preparing for the job market as actors, this is one thing I regret not doing in college is studying everything. Yeah, it's really important to know everything. Like, 
my I dabbled a lot in carpentry during college because mm. uh, that's really I feel like that's what they saw me as as a carpenter um, and it's stuff like that is a lot more steady work than being an actor sure um, technically wise yeah. yeah you will get jobs from that you will get better paying jobs from that as well um, do not if yeah if you're a prospective uh, actor actress or someone who's really interested in the theater but is not necessarily actor savvy tech theater is a wonderful wonderful field to get into mm-hmm. um, carpentry carpentry props costume design costumes yes makeup it's yeah. like all all these different aspects of theater that they need people for yeah and it, it, I I personally I thought I was pretty good at makeup in college I couldn't. Um, I couldn't tell you highlight from shadow, <laughs> but I can definitely tell you the difference between a two by and a one by. Yeah, possibly a four by. I have uh, my years at Lost Colony to thank for my carpentry experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned a lo- I learned a lot tech no- tech wise um, in Manio, North Carolina. Shout out Lost Colony, miss you guys. Woo. Uh, yeah, I again I regret not doing that stuff in college because I was always like, I'm an actor, I'm not a technician. I am an actor, I'm not a technician. So I never put my heart and soul into my craft. What was really cool about my college is that um, you took these classes, you took um, electrics, you took costumes, you took makeup, and you would have a credit that you would have to earn right. by working or designing a show yeah. to give you that taste. I thought that was really good. A lot of people wanted to combine all of the technical aspects of theater into one class, like year long. I hated that idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would. You know, people who are like getting more than one major, it would help their lives a lot. They wouldn't have to, you know, take four extra classes. They just need one class. But it would take out a lot of the specific detail of each class. I'm very thankful for everything I learned in college. Right. Very thankful for all the, the electrics I learned, the costuming details um, and history and makeup history and prop history and whatnot. I am so, grateful yeah. for electrics. That was actually really fun. Lights. Yeah. Lighting is a lot of fun. Sound is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sound design is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Sound design, one show, and that was fun. Moral of the story, if you're thinking about going into theater as a profession, do it. It's, it's, it's always... it's ne- Excuse me. It's never too late to change your mind. A, there are so many different fields in the theater industry and film industry, too. That's a whole separate subject, but it applies the same. There are the actors and actresses, but there's also the cameraman, the director, the producer, the PA, um, costumes, props, etc. I I, I have a list. I can go into it. Um, Performing is anything and everything in the arts. Um, Camera performance microphone performance everything is performance more of the story do what you want to do guys i missed the feeling of my legs god <laughs> i can do this my grandpappy died when i was five my grandmother she was the only one to take care of me I was adopted, so I didn't know who my bloodline was. President Roosevelt, if you can hear me, I hope I did you justice. Please, admit me into heaven. Give me the nice wicker wheelchair that you had. Is this even the right president anymore? Was it Roosevelt?
Hi guys, it's Chris with uh, the Artists Pack today. Um, so, here we are outside. It's a nice sunny day. Happy first day of spring, guys. This is Joe. This Tomorrow's is Cope. first day of spring. Whatever. I'm counting today as the first day of spring. Um, this is Joe. This is the co-producer. Hey guys, we're Instagram and Facebook Live. Welcome. This is Chris. Hi. We're... Doing the repercussions for the egg challenge. Yeah. So let's, let's do this. All right. So a basic rundown of what happened is we decided to, on our podcast we're going to drop today, we decided to quiz each other and however questions we got wrong, we get an egg to the head. Yeah. And we like to call it the egg Lincoln challenge. So, each of us got one question wrong. So here we go. So here we go. Let me remove these so I can... We both got an egg. Yep. Wanna go first? <laughs> sure. Alright. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Ready? No. <laughs> here we go. Ah! There you go. <laughs> That's oh. terrible. Damn. That's terrible. That's... Oh, baby chicken on my head. That's this is terrible. Chicken period. Oh, God. <laughs> so, that's my one question. There's, there's, there's. All right, Joe, your All turn. Right. Do you want to remove your hairband or something? I'd or... rather keep it in so I can take a shower right after. Same. Okay. okay. Ready? Yeah. Just close your eyes. It'll be done in a second. Right. Ah, no, don't rub it in. <laughs> oh, Rubbed it in. You, you bastard. Oh. <laughs> take oh. the second one. What the <laughs> what happened to one? <laughs> Too bad. Thanks for watching, guys. Okay, we're uh, going to go shower now. Thanks yeah. for watching. This will be part of our third segment. Um, remember, like us on Facebook, The Artist's Pack, a.k.a. Tap. Please send us an email about questions you may want us to discuss. It's getting in my eye now. Oh, no. That's um, the end of it. Bye, guys. Thank you.